I started from nothing Never knew where my next meal was coming But I transform my life, I stay one step ahead Mindset of disruption, I own the edge This is a drill cast, where I bring the wisdom you need Everyone is selling knowledge, I get mine away for free I'm as real as it gets, you either love or hate me Best believe I'm major league, Bill Hines, that's me This is the thrill cast Hey, this week on the Thrillcast, we have a very special guest, a the drummer, one, well, one of the founding members, and the lead drummer, I like to call him, of the multi-platinum rock band Live. They're at uh, at Freaks4, the number four live, um, dot com, and that's all their social media hashtags as well. And uh, also, uh, consider him one of my best friends in the whole entire world. Um, so Chad, Thanks, sir. Alan Gracie, howdy everyone. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> welcome. Welcome. So Chad making us wait, like you rock start us on the podcast, like delayed little kind of busy. Generally not my MO. <clears throat> I had a beard and I had to put product in my hair. So yeah, there you go. Presentable. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to look presentable. So yeah, usually you're uh, always on time. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. <clears throat> Broken my streak. What's that one uh, show that Whiplash? Are you dragging or are you fast or whatever? I was dragging on this one. You were dragging, yes. Don't make me throw a symbol at your head. Mm. Dangerous. So we wanted to bring you on <clears throat> because we, we had another podcast uh, where people were talking about the effects of COVID in their industry. Mm. And so we did the hospitality and the restaurant industry, and it was a really compelling, you know, interview about the effects it's having on the industry and having on, uh, you know, the actual employees. So sure. not many people may realize what actually goes into the production of a rock concert or any concert for that matter, whether it be a small scale or as a big, big scale like what you guys are doing. And, you know, obviously, since you and your bandmates, you know, you did it all when you started driving to CBGB's in New York City uh, in a van. So you guys were your own production crew. You, you guys were setting everything up. You were driving back and forth. So you kind of have lived the whole process. You, you know, Lou Perlman didn't find you, Chad, Pat, and Ed and put a boy band together and everything was done for you and your songs were written for you. Like you guys have done everything yourself from day one. We did a grassroots. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Definitely grassroots. <laughs> so how, how do you, how did you guys meet? How do you guys know each other? Top secret. Uh, how did Bill and I meet? Oh man, uh -huh. we met, uh, what was it? 2005 or six, somewhere in the seven, somewhere yeah. in there. Yep. Mutual lawyer. <laughs> oh really? Mutual friend. Yeah. Wow. At the time. Yeah, it was through Chad Taylor, like me and Chad met, and then... Oh, yeah, you were me, already friends with CT, and then... Well, like, days before. <laughs> it was like a, yeah. Acquaintances, yeah. Yeah, acquaintance, like a day before. Like, I met CT first, but then, like, a couple days later, I met Chad Gracie, and, you know, uh, just we all just hit it off. Uh, it was kind of funny, so... Mm -hmm. That's it. And we became friends, and, and that's it. And they had me out to a show, uh, which was a good one. That was the Westbury, was it Music Fair or something? Like the Theater in the Round out in Westbury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a good show. They had me back. That was a really good show. <clears throat> but 
But it was funny. Nobody really knew anything about me. And I'm backstage waiting for them after the show and they're done and just waiting around. They said, I'll oh, come backstage. And then some lady comes up to me, won't name names, a professional lady for probably worked in the top fortune 100 company. She's like, Hey, you want some weed? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you got the wrong guy. That's good hospitality. She's like, that's good hospitality. Yeah. Wrong dude though. <laughs> yeah. Wrong dude. Yeah. Chad, we were just watching fight club here at the studio the other night. And wondering how you let Jared Leto steal your role in that film. Because Ed had a small cameo, but dude, you could have totally done Jared Leto's role. I, I didn't get the call and uh, yeah, my acting chops are very bad. But I have a, a, a good supplement now. Whenever they do make like a paramount picture of your guys' life and story, Jared Leto can play you now. There you go. Full circle. You go. Does, he, does, does CG approve? Jared Leto, sure. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, he can deliver he's you, I think. He's almost as handsome as me, so we're yeah. Almost. He's a yeah. very good-looking guy. Yeah. And he's in a band. That's right. I don't know if he plays drums, but hey, I'm uh, sure yeah. he And I guarantee you, Jared Leto don't have a beautiful wife like Chad Gracie. <laughs> not happening. So No, not happening. You got so lucky. You Jared Leto can probably pick any girl, to be honest. I'm sure your wife would pick you up uh, still, but yeah. <laughs> he has a good uh, a good reach into yeah. the female world. Sure. So Chad, with this COVID thing, obviously touring just came to a halt, and you guys had big plans to go, you know, hey, to Australia, um, which they absolutely love you down there. Like the whole band is just well beloved. I mean, all over the world. Um, and then your U.S. tour was canceled, and. You know, it's not looking good for even 2021 to like, how, how does, you know, your promoters and your, you know, how do they start planning something? And I know some people are doing online things, but, you know, a lot of bands are against it because it's just not that same impact. And, you know, especially someone like your lead singer who really, really feeds off, you know, it's like we call them the freaks, his freaks, you know, his, you know, all your guys' fans. Like, Dave, you're a band that really feeds off the energy of your fans. Sure, absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously, this is an unprecedented event in probably human history as far as like shutting everything down and definitely in the touring industry. I, I, there's never been a time where all touring worldwide was shut down. Um, so obviously, it's devastating to musicians, all the, 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 the techs, the roadies, all the production people, the tour managers, you know, all those people that are ancillary figures in, in in touring um and so right now yeah we lost uh, australia we were going to australia in april we were going to south africa in south november africa. that's not happening now we had quite a few shows lined up in the states as well and it looks like right now it's still on the books sort of is to do australia in april of 2021 or march of 2021 excuse me march, so yeah. that is still on the books that may change we'll see and we push South Africa to November of next year. Um, Try to book like largely outdoor venues, right? At least that would have a greater like. Well, they are in Australia, and yeah, yeah, Australia is all outdoor anyway. So that that kind of no, you can't go to Australia. You can't go there. <laughs> She's like, don't go. It's fr no, it's <clears throat> it's crazy there. It is crazy there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> They're shut down. Yeah, Are you talking yeah. about just in general crazy in Australia or? No, I, I meant like the crazy like 
prison state that it is now with the, the government controlling. They only let their citizens leave their house one person a day for one hour, and they have to stay within five miles of their That's house. That's just in the Melbourne area. Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. that? Okay, you don't want to get me. You don't want to take me down this road. because I'm. Come on. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, here no, all no. alone. I no. know you're a Leo. Not, so am I. No. Oh, my God. I don't even want to go down this road because... Chance it. Chance I don't want. I don't want to talk about the pandemic. Okay, I just don't want to. God, you're smart. God, there's one smart person. Yeah, oh my no, God. Do Thank not, God. No, don't. Because you're in LA, dude. You probably see it. You see all the brainwashing. Well, Orange County. I'm in Orange County. We're a little more red here, but yeah, I see all the. Yeah, I see the brainwashing. All the brainwashed puppets. <laughs> see, uh, your friend can help you. He can wake my you up. My friend can help. I, I generally do not express my opinions. I don't either. <laughs> I say this all the time. I won't even have conversations with people. Yeah. Well, wearing masks and. Not, not can't go get your hair cut, but sure, yeah. it makes all the sense in the world. But your yes. hair, and all that. Well, that's that's the lockdown tighter than you know <clears throat> Joe Biden's schedule. So you know it's uh <laughs> pretty, it's pretty bad there. Yeah, well, that's what I was they, talking hopefully about. open it up. And we can go about down there in in 2021 and play play for the fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about that. We had uh, you know and you. No, or uh, Tony Calderon from uh, O&E Hospitality Group, so, you know, owns two Tonys. And, you know, she just thinks it's ridiculous that, hey, you know, you can go to Giant, you can go to Wegmans, you can go to any, buy your, like, liquor was opened up right away. You go buy your alcohol, uh, but only 25% of her establishment can have seated guests. So it, it makes no sense for her. And, uh, yeah, so I know, obviously, you know, heck, in the studio one day we had one of, one of your old techs gonna name names so uh when he was here he's like yeah it's the lighting guys the sound guys the the hospitality guys there the, the people that serve you the beer or the the chips and whatever like the, the trucking industry stall for touring it's just the bus drivers the, everything's just shut down and i don't know you guys well them guys got what a twelve hundred dollar check Months ago, what was that supposed to do for him? Make you shut up and be <clears throat> compliant. Thank your government for the pennies we throw at you. Mm -hmm. Wear your mask. Yep. Eat your dog food. Stand in the line. I wish I was at your house right now. But any snakes back there? You find any more snakes? No snakes lately. We had we had a rattlesnake in March. And we had a king snake the week before that. But nice. Not since then. Did you cut its head off with a shovel? No. The rattlesnake? No. Well, the king snake crawled back out of the yard, and then we kind of cornered the rattlesnake and had animal control come and get him. Really? Your brother would have caught it with his bare hands and then bit its head off. <laughs> I don't know if Scotty would mess with a rattlesnake, but maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I love your brother. I've been hanging out with him. I think he's hilarious. He is a hilarious dude. He's very opinionated. Watch out. I told him to come and tell me like embarrassing stories about you, about like people who bullied you in middle school, and he said he couldn't think of anything. I have a good story about him, but I'm, I'm not going to tell it. Tell us about your... The oh, one, please, The one please. where he chased you with a knife? That's right. Oh, that was the one? Yeah. We had epic fights. Yeah. Ch yeah. His he gets scary when he's arguing. No, his brother chased him up the steps with knives. Yeah, with a knife. Let that one be time. a lesson to you. Don't disagree with him again. And it was only last week that he did this. <laughs> Is no, he your big brother or little brother? Who's your little brother? Little huh? brother, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Little yeah. brother. <clears throat> tell us about your famous jujitsu family. My famous jujitsu. Oh yeah. Yeah, the founders. For the wrong Gracies, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I would totally ride that coattail. There you go. No, it's spelled differently, but uh. Well, differently, yeah. I mean, I wish I had some of those skills. Yeah. Let's go out and start beating people up. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things that actually me and Chad were drawn to each other at because, you know, he's uh, pro-military, loves the military, loves all things about, like, the weaponry and the, like, like I've been in the military and I'm like, what plane is that, Chad? And he's like, oh, that's a F blah, 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 Phantom. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what's that? Oh, that's a B-2 bomber. Like, he, he like, what's that weapon? <laughs> I don't know. Love he, all that stuff. He, he knew all that stuff. And then, um, so Chad, how did you uh, actually get started playing the drums? Well, when like really, really young, my parents would for like usually for Christmas, I would get you know the the toy drum set, yeah, with paper heads, and in about and a day, break just, it, yeah, yeah. So I guess that that gave me some kind of interest in, in the drums. And then as I became, uh, before, before I became a teenager, so around 10, 11, I started really like looking at it. And this guy, this family friend we knew had a, a drum set in their basement. And so I would go down there and sit behind it and look at it and, you know, hit it a little bit, start to figure out what was what. And then, um, when I was 12, this, uh, guy in the neighborhood named Dave Wentz, had this drum set for sale for 150 bucks at a yard sale. And it was a, a Ruther. It's an off-brand, never heard of it, never seen it before or since. And I asked my mom, I was like, I really want to buy this drum set. I want to take $150 out of my savings bonds. Uh-oh. My, my grandparents would always give me savings bonds for Christmas and birthdays. And mom was like, well, if you really want to do that, we can. And so um, did that, bought the drum set. Got it home, took it. I live. I was. We lived in a three-story, sort of, sort of connected townhouse. So I was on the third floor, and I took the drum set up there and just started listening to the Beatles records first, um, figuring out what Ringo was doing. You know, figuring out the hi hat, the snare, and the kick, and started emulating that. And so I just did everything by sound. Taught myself. Yeah, so you didn't know any notes or anything. You just taught yourself by the sound of the beat and just playing. I figured out what, yeah, I figured out what was what and what 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 was making what sound on the drum set, and then figure out how to play that. Um, and I graduated to, you know, more um, detail-oriented drummers. Yeah, Ringo. I mean, Ringo's great. Very basic style, as we all know, and that's what made the Beatles great. But I started so I started listening to U um, two. And I still consider Larry Mullins one of my biggest influences, Larry Mullins Jr., excuse me. And um, started listening to the Sting records that were out at the time. A guy named Manu, Manu Cachet was playing drums on that. Very, uh, very, really great jazz drummer. Um, so I started losing, learning some, some jazz influences from that, like the, the ghost rolls and stuff that I do on some songs. And yeah, so I just taught myself. Basically, I listened to records. And tried to emulate what was what was being played and taught myself. Well, you did a good job because um, one of the most legendary drummers of our time uh, in a little band that you might know called Rush, uh, Neil Peart, who recently passed away, uh, when asked by Rolling Stone magazine and some other magazines like who his one of his favorite up and coming drummers at the time was, and he says, "I really like that Chad Gracie guy." And that was '95. Like he, yeah, he's I doing. Uh, he was doing like when you now when you read something like that that Neil Peart is saying you and I forget another he mentioned another drummer uh, besides you but um, I don't know who that is but um, he, when you read something like that from an absolute legend like how did that make you feel? 
well, of course, flattered and that they even knew who I was. I was amazing. Um, I mean, to, and to be completely honest, I wasn't a big Rush fan growing up in school and stuff. Then you, be, then, then you listen to all their records right after that. I well, listen. yeah, I mean, I knew who, who he was and what Rush was. And like, I, I just, it wasn't my style at the time. I was into New Wave and U2 and NXS and that kind of stuff. So I was listening to those drummers. And it was kind of a, for me, it was weirdly a rebellion against Rush because I didn't play drums in school bands. I played saxophone. Yeah. And so all the school drummers who knew I was a drummer but didn't think I was good enough to be playing drums in the in the school bands, that's why I didn't do it. That's, that's what they all thought. So they all listened to Rush. And so I didn't listen to Rush because of that. On purpose. Oh, that was your protest. Okay. Yeah, that, that was my protest. That, that uh-huh. was his broccoli. <laughs> like, right. I told him I don't need So broccoli. anyway, so, I mean, but yeah, once I, I mean, obviously flattering is as, as hell to see. Neil Peart talking about me. Amazing. How I funny! Never, and how funny would that have been? As all the people that were love Rush in in your high school, and that like idolized them, and then they're reading about it, and they're talking about Chad Gracie, their high school. Oh, there are a couple of guys, yeah, like, a couple of drummer guys that that I spoke to years later, and they were like, "Wow, that was so cool to see Neil Peart talk about you." I was like, "Yeah." Like, yeah, and I don't even like him. <laughs> it's like, it's no, no. like I didn't. No, it's not that I didn't like him, but not him, but the band in general. Yeah. Just wasn't listening to it at the time. Tell yeah. us about the the gracious view. Is that named after you? No. <laughs> it's like a play on words. I, it it play on Gracie. Yeah. Uh, no, we. It's the, it's the Gracie few. Yeah. So that was like three out of four. That's what he live calls. Guys, that's what he calls his kids. The, the Gracie few. Guys. Yeah. It was Kevin Martin from Candlebox and Sean Hennessy who was playing guitar with Candlebox at that time, and Patrick Chad and I. Um, the name came from. We were all sitting at a little restaurant called Jethro's in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how, how, how grateful we were to be in bands and play music all this time. And, and we said, you know, we're all we're very gracious about it. And, you know, we, we love doing it. And that's, and somebody said the gracious few, I think it may be Kevin. Kevin said that. Yeah. So, um, I quick grabbed my phone and looked up the dot com, and it was available. So that was, a, that was the name. Chad's, uh. a, Chad's a tech guy in the band. He yeah. Dot com. He's like, if I had Google when we named live, I would have looked up the dot com and we we probably wouldn't have done it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. How'd you get the name live? For people that I obviously know, but I'm going to just ask that for the listeners. So we had our, well, our first major label record, but technically our second record recorded. Mental Jewelry was recorded. It was mixed. It was going to print. And our name at that time officially was Public Affection. And that was a name that actually I gave the band in high school um, around 1988 or 89. Um, my sort of girlfriend at the time, I don't even know if you'd call her that. We were kissing, we kissed in the, in the, uh, oh, PDA, the Public Display of Affection. She said, I hate public affection. I was like, oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh. funny. It was the eighties. Come on. And, then, uh, and so that our name was public affection. Our, our, our label manager and owner was like, okay, we're not going to print with the name public affection. You guys need to name your band right now. Oh, on the spot. Well, like two weeks, we had two weeks uh, to do it. Wow. Right. And so chat, Ch- chat, Taylor had a dream where he saw, he says, he says he saw live on a, on a baseball cap in the dream. So, became the name. 
Yeah. Chuckles. Wow, he's like nice. an oracle. He is an oracle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then obviously didn't think about live music, live this, the <laughs> internet, all that stuff. I know the first time I Googled live back, like I said, would I mean, shit, it would have been like 2005, six or seven. The first thing that came up for me was live bait. You know, I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> now, now you guys are, you know, I don't know. You guys are doing good with the search engine optimization. Yeah. You can find so, it out pretty easy. It's pretty easy. So when you started, though, you moved to the, the back of your property into a garage. Right? Yes. So, yeah, I was playing in my room. Actually, we rehearsed. We recorded. The first time we ever recorded Pain Lies in Riverside, that cell mental jewelry was in my bedroom. Um, and so we were still working in my bedroom and then my dad, who was a carpenter by trade at the time, um, built a deck. We had this really tall garage, almost like an RV garage. If you see those nowadays are really tall mm-hmm. and he built a deck in the back of it, probably, I don't know, 16 by 16, something like that. And, uh, so that's, that became our, our little rehearsals, rehearsal space slash stage. It was the Rick Gracie soundstage. That's right. They should name that. They should name it. That's a good name. We had, to, we had to run an extension cord from the house because there's no electricity in the garage to practice. And then uh, the, we would get the cops calling us all the time. All the time. So your mom your mom was like a diplomat, right? Mom didn't get involved too much. We we just we heard them knocking out there. We just keep playing. We, we really couldn't get in, though. So. That's funny. And then years later... The York City Police Department gave us some kind of an award, you know, I think loud. And I, I definitely uh, let them know that I was very acquainted with the York City Police because of them trying to break up our practice all the time. That's true. No yeah. thanks to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you want to ask some questions? Yeah. Tell me everything about you. <laughs> no. You start from conception? Yeah. yeah. What did you dream about last night? <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know. Remember my dreams. I sleep. I sleep a lot of broken sleep, so I sleep really deep. I don't remember my dreams. I wake up about two a.m. and then I go back to sleep about four, and I wake okay. up about five thirty. You should probably smoke pot for that. It'll help you yeah. sleep better. Yeah, I don't smoke, so yeah. You can eat it also. Yeah, yeah. I I've eaten it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm trying to put him onto it. No. I remember it's a slow one time. Campaign. I remember it's one time. Campaign. Was there was one time someone slipped him a brownie? He didn't know it was in it. And I think he was like high for two days because <laughs> Chad likes his sweets, right? I do like sweets. Yeah. yeah, his mom will FedEx him like carrot cake and icing. And I hear a lot of good stuff about your mom. Mom's awesome. Mom is great. She's a beautiful yeah. lady. Is she still local? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I just found out about you guys is that your moms like hang out and do this own little like their own tour kind of thing. They do like the mom's live tour. The mom's they refer tour. themselves of, as LSD, Lana, Steph, and Dorinda. Yeah. And they have actually have an Instagram account. Go figure. Yeah. I know. I've seen it. They're, Chad Taylor's wife's trip. assistant showed me it, and it was hilarious. They're a trip, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've always been in, into supporting. And, you know, I mean, back in the 90s when we were really huge, they would, they would literally call radio stations and do interviews. It's hilarious. That is adorable. It's funny though. Chad Gracie's mom would come to me. He's like, "Hey, Bill, can you get us backstage? Like, they just don't give us passes." And then I would tell Chad, "You like, little shitheads!" No, it's bullshit. They do, uh-huh. but uh, 
It's it's just funny. I anyway. give I can I can issue my mother the triple access all access pass access all areas. Yeah. And she still won't get back because you know if anybody looks at her like where are you going she just stops and she stops. She doesn't ask <laughs> like hey where can I go yeah. She's non-confrontational. She's like, okay, well, he looked at me sideways, so I figured I couldn't go behind that curtain. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then they call me and they're like, you can't get back. I'm like, oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of drumming with one hand. You ever see he like has his phone out drumming and it? <laughs> no, no. I don't stage. Yeah. They better get back before I go on stage. I know a lot of people do want to know why uh, you drum barefoot. Oh yeah, is that true? It is true, and that's. Uh, as, I, as I talked about earlier, I learned to play in my bedroom, so I never put on shoes. I just became very comfortable with that. Now, is that a feel thing for you? Like, I know in like race car driving, we want to wear the thinnest, thinnest sole so we can really feel, you know, the vibration and and the, the throttle and the brake pedal. So it's a it's really a touch. So if, like, I wouldn't wear sneakers in a race truck, you know. It's definitely a feel thing now. That I, I mean, it's just so ingrained yeah i mean i couldn't i don't even like like in practice sometimes i'll wear socks but i'll never wear socks for for a show do you get any like blisters on your feet or anything like that or yeah uh yeah show us your feet oh yeah i know your hands get (laughs) there's no blisters but man i know when you just like if you were gonna start up (laughs) that's funny if you were gonna if you were gonna start up again and say you had like five shows in the next two weeks i know just the way you hit the drums, you always have problems with your hands and like your, his hands will get destroyed, like really ripped up and he's always wrapping them and, but he still plays like you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, I get a lot of blisters when I first start when I haven't played for a while. So, and even, even I don't rehearse a lot, but sometimes I do. And even then it's just not sound hit as hard when I'm rehearsing as you do in the show adrenaline and such so adrenaline. Like, but my, yeah. feet, my feet do get blisters like I, and i just switched uh from another drum company to dw drums yes about two years ago and i got a new pedal from them and it has a different configuration how it's set up than than my uh other pedal less other pedal and so i get a crazy blister on my little pinky toe yeah. from rubbing from the new pedal Put a Band-Aid on it. Can't you use the old pedal and not tell anyone? No, I like the new pedal. It's, it's a much oh. better pedal. Oh, is it? But okay. it's, the spring is mounted on the inside of the, of the strut, so my oh. toe rubs it. Is there any way you could tell them, like, hey, can you fix this so my toe doesn't get fucked up? I don't know if they'll redo the whole product line for me, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe Neil Pert. He was DW. Yeah, Neil yeah, Pert. Like, can you change that? And it's like, no, asshole, wear shoes. <laughs> like yeah. be normal tape up my pinky toe as well as my hands <laughs> so you learn all kinds of new little details this isn't fun <laughs> gross <laughs> dan what do you think our producer's also a drummer is that i am um oh yeah what's up dan not much man how you doing <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I, I don't really play barefoot or anything like that personally, but... Try like, it. You might like it. I have. The person the pedals, so I use the Axis pedals, Chad, if you're familiar with those. Yeah, yeah. And they have, like, this laser engraved logo on them, but there's kind of a hard edge to that logo, so in bare feet, it always tears up the bottom of my feet, and I can't do it. They're also super slick, so I kind of need the traction from shoes to work with them well. Uh-huh. I know yeah. you I know that logo. I've seen it. I, have, I think I might have an Axis pedal somewhere back in the storage area. 
They're nice. They're fast because they respawn quick, but they are. It's hard to get as much power out of them. I find like the DWs personally, I find are better for that. They just have more weight to them, basically. Mm. I do like power. Yeah. So, you, Chad, <laughs> you good. actually you you mentioned your drum set that you bought at for the hundred and fifty dollar bonds. They're actually still in the Think Loud building, right? It's at the yeah. It's they're that, down in the storage. It's that gray. It's that gray set, right? Yeah, it's like a a rap mother of pearl. Yeah, the Rat Mother of Pearl one, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, auctioning those off to the highest bidder for... I'm just kidding. Chad, Chad would kill me. Uh, his mom would probably kill me, too. Yeah, we'll just give it to your mom. Yeah, we won't do that. No, his, his mom don't want well, that. Well, I had to get that out of my mom's attic. Ba- attic, yeah. A few years ago. She was like, get it out. So I'm not giving it back to her. Yeah, his mom does not like clutter. One time I left a ladder there, and she bugged me for a year and a half. Like, can you come get your you ladder, left a ladder out of my garage? For a year and <laughs> Remember and a half? that, Chad? Yeah, yeah, that was funny as hell. She's like, "Come on, Bill, I'm gonna take." It's like she calls me her adopted stepson or something like that, right? Yeah, honorary son or whatever. What does your mom call you? My mom? Uh huh. Not honorary son. <laughs> now my mom. Calls, she calls me Billy, as you know. Do you know Bill's mom? What's that? Do you know Bill's mom? I don't. No, you. No, I don't think I've ever met your mother. No, he's met my uh, sister that passed away. He's met yeah. my other, my one other sister. Mm-hmm. He's met um, brothers. Um, yeah. We're yeah. having a big 80th birthday party for Bill's mom this no, year. No, we're not. Hopefully you can make it. Oh, nice. We're not going to do Bring it. Bring your mom. COVID related. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, she's, uh, she's actually one of the risk, at risk, risk groups. Yeah. Dan, you got some drumming questions? Um, I just want to put it back <laughs> to that. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. So, Dan, I was going to say about the access pedal. I got when we were touring with uh, Weezer back in 95 or so, uh, Pat was using access pedals then. That's how okay. I, got, I bought one. Check it out. Pat, the Weezer drummer, not Pat, the bass player of live. No, not, Pat, not Patrick Dahlheimer. I, I wouldn't put it past Pat. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know how the company's been around. They definitely have the more like speed, progressive metal market, I find. Yeah. Because they are like, they're designed to be fast pedals, like do crazy. 30-second note, 16-note runs. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's very much in that niche. It's like the guys that have the beater, you know, like, inch, you can't see what I'm, like. He's, he's, he's doing, doing He's doing this. <laughs> yeah, that. They're the guys that have the beater, like, you know, a few inches from the head instead of further back. Yeah. So, like, they just, because they, they respond great. They're fast. But, like I said, they just no power to them. It's my biggest complaint. You really have to lay into them because they're just not that weight. No. So, now, in this off-season of COVID, it's kind of like everything's sitting, like, are you and the guys working on any type of uh, music or is there like creative process? I mean, can you, you do a you, jazz album next? No. <laughs> jazz, jazz Odyssey. We'll no. talk about that. Patrick can play jazz bass for. He can actually. Yeah. Um, Pat loves blues and jazz. We, I mean, to be, to be frank, we haven't worked on anything. So, yeah. Um, but I know you have some. Songs. Coming back to work on something. I believe I believe you have. I, I mean, last count because I'm blessed to always hear it. They like they. I don't think they ask my opinion on it, but they definitely share the music sometimes with me, and I get to listen to it. So I think they have like six or seven songs that are written that are just aren't out, and some of them were back from when you guys um, reunited with Ed from shit April and May of 2016 that I thought yeah. I mean are just phenomenal. That those early songs kind of remind me of like the. Mental jewelry, throwing copper error. They're like really just powerful in your face. Like your drumming is insane. 
Ed's lyrics are just, aren't, I mean, the lyrics, I, we're not going to say them, but they're very powerful and they, they tell a story. And I think that's what sets your band apart is the four of you working in that cohesive unit to whereas Pat's bass playing is just impeccable. Like you holding the beat down and Chad, as actually Sean Hennessy said, it's like Chad Taylor can play the guitar I'm playing, but when it comes out of Chad's hands, he's got this manly, meaty sound. And then Ed, you know, Ed's Ed. It's just a, you know. I mean, I don't know how he writes what he does. But does he, he does. write most of the music? Yeah, he writes it all. Right? The lyrics. He writes, yeah, all the all the lyrics and melodies. Obviously, sometimes a guitar idea comes from Chad, Chad Taylor, or or even Patrick sometimes. But yeah, yeah, Ed writes the majority of all the stuff for sure, and and all the lyrics and melody, absolutely. Yeah. And then same thing with the Gracious Few. In the Gracious Few, they all worked on it. But I mean, I remember times where Chad was like, "Nope, not doing that," and. uh you know, it's it's uh was that an honest man? That that argument that time? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, yeah. We, yeah. But Chad Chad got his way though. He uh there's a little argument of how the song should be arranged and I remember like, Where's Chad? You know, he, you know, he went out, I think he went to get ice cream or something and uh came back and they agreed with him and, and it winded up being on the, the, the rock charts. So it's a notice to all you musicians out there, listen to your drummer. Where does this Ed guy live? Is he local to York still? We can't tell his house. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding. He lives in the Northeast. Yeah. But not Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, cool. Ed's a I've never met guy. him. He's the only one I met guy. was Chris Shen, and he was like a good time kind of guy. <laughs> he, she, Chris was a great guy. Yeah. Like, she said he was a good a good time kind of guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was like a wild guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. He was I was reading about guy. his like family history. His dad was like really amazing. Well, yes. Like a self-made millionaire. Yeah, he started out as an. And he educator. bought the Charlotte Hornets. Yep. Yeah, they have a great family. He's a good guy. I mean, obviously, goes back to another podcast. Sometimes people say things and they don't mean, and you know, you grow up and you move on. But you know, obviously, I feel like it's like ex-lovers. Like you kind of always should just have something positive and like good to say. Or yeah. I think. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Someone just recently told me, like, "Hey, Bill, do you know why divorce is expensive? Because it's worth it." <laughs> So, is that how you felt about your divorce? No, not mine. No, ah. <laughs> no not mine. Uh, no, no not mine. No. <laughs> no, she's a great. No, my mine's a great woman. So worth every penny. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so to take us through that creative process to where like you, you get so passionate about something, and and you just is is it just something you feel inside you like, hey, I'm I'm adamant about this. I've seen. You do that in many different things, not only music, but in life and certain topics, even in business, where you're like, you're just so passionate about it that it's like focused on like, okay, you've got to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely go in a lot of areas of my life with intuition and feeling. So, and if I feel it, I will defend it. Yeah. I'll, you know, defend that feeling inside of me or like try to get it, make other people understand it. And sometimes, you know, I have... I, I I have calm and I have pissed off, so that's. Yeah, it's very very hard to get Chad Gracie pissed off. He's a Leo though, like yeah. a, we're lions. Yeah. So like loyalty's big. Being yeah. outspoken. I as calm as possible because, like I just said, I have two speeds: I'm pissed off and calm. So I try to stay calm as long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's he's a. Uh, I I remember 
one time me and Chad Taylor were just having a little argument because me and one me time. And, yeah. Oh, one time. One bad time. And then uh, many, many years ago. Many, many, many times. And, and, uh, and then Chad just went off on both of us. And I, I and it was on the phone. And if it was like in person, you know, I think Chad would, Gracie would have just kicked both of our butts at that point. But, but me and Chad, we, we looked at you, you know, we were, we were on the phone, but later on we looked at each other and we're like, we were like, okay, well, he was able to bring it back to perspective and, and that, and it's like, wow, we're, we're, let's try not to piss Gracie off ever again. So, and, no bark, uh, no bite. So. Yeah, no, but anyway, but yeah. So, do you think you guys will at least like you know now that I don't know if you could think COVID's dying down, like you know, <laughs> get into the studio or try to write some stuff or record some stuff? Or I know a lot of your fans on some of those message boards and different things want, want like, hey guys, can you do like a live streaming show and you know, is anything like that planned for, for you guys in the band? Uh, I mean, loosely, yes. I don't know when anything like that is happening. We, we want to want to get a record out next year, so we better get started. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think maybe we'll use some of that material you were just referencing. Yeah. The songs. I uh, mean, personally, I think you should. But consider I don't the jazz opinion. album. I think that's what people want. Yeah. You can play the saxophone on it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm, I, I I haven't played saxophone since June of 1989. It's just like riding a bike. I think they should stick to alternative rock. Uh, they're pretty good at that. Who's your guys' manager right now? Chris Harden. Chris Harden name. from Harden Bork Entertainment. They're in. Uh, they're in uh, Beverly Burbank. Hills. Burbank, yeah, Burbank, yeah. They Chris is a really nice guy. You're the only guy on the West Coast. Now, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. That uh, means he's the. That means that means he's the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? I don't know. So can't get my wife out of California. So you know. Yeah. Come back to the Midwest. A bunch of real people over here. You can walk around freely. There you the go. Part. <laughs> like I said, Orange County is you know it's mostly red, so that's good. <laughs> Didn't you, you used to live in Portland, right? I did. Yeah. Oh, thank God I got out of there. So how, how, how do you feel, how feel? How do you feel about your former home city? What a friggin' train wreck! Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's, I. You see all that? You see all that stuff going down every night, and then you got the media going. Oh, there's no riots, and that's all peaceful protests. And like, what world do you people live in? Just, what do you think about mandatory vaccinations, Chad? Oh my God! Do you don't. <laughs> Bring Dinah in for this. Where's your wife? He just, yeah, you could talk. I you couldn't could hear him answer. What did you say? Okay. Okay, good. That's a big no. That's a big no for me too. Bill, did you have your flu vaccine? I don't, I've never had a flu vaccine and I don't, and I don't get sick at good. all. I don't eat dairy or meat and I never get sick. It's actually funny. Like ever since I met Chad Gracie and, and like he, he's, he, I mean, I always would say if anyone in the, the band or around me could be a doctor. It's like Chad could. So I would call him up and like, Chad, what do you think of this? He's like, no, 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 don't take that vitamin. Take, go to this website, take this vitamin. Uh, Chad turned me on to this and I, I promote it to everybody and not, not paid promotion, but it's called wellness formula. Like Chad's like, Hey, I tore all over the world. What I'm, is that? It, you can tell him, but. Uh, it's basically a, a, a vitamin mix that, promotes wellness and you know, if you get if you start to feel you're getting sick just take like four four of those a day and what what are the vitamins well it's i'll show them to you 
It's got like garlic bulb in it. It's got the all producer this stuff. swears by zinc. Yeah. Take zinc. Well, there's zinc in that too. There's zinc in wellness. I take B3 and B, you know, a bunch of B vitamins and garlic and all kinds of. I have to look at the bottle. But. Seriously, if you start getting sick and you take so many every three hours by like the ninth to twelfth hour, you're feeling better again. Like you don't get sick. It like kicks the cold or whatever ass, and it wor- It works, and I tell people about it, and then. You know, they get sick again, and I give it to them again, and then they're like, oh, it works. There's also this thing where you can rinse your nose out with salt water. It's called a neti pot. I don't do that. And it totally, it it cures you, dude. Yeah. Are you using the neti pot? I've never done that. It's, yeah. They have those, what are are, this one now that's like electric. You just put it up to your nose, and it Uh flushes it in one and sucks it out the other. Basically, yeah. See, no, knowing me, I'd probably drown myself like doing the neti pot. I really like, think you're going to die from something yeah. really dumb like yeah. that. <laughs> Bill Hines drowned himself doing a neti pot. We think it's suicide. It was suicide. Inside job. <laughs> That's how it'll be. Yeah. It'll be COVID. I'll mark it as COVID. You're so smart. How are you? How are you smart? And you still live in California where they brainwash everybody. Like he knows things that you don't know, but like you agree with a lot of things. I tell, I, I mean, I'll tell you what. Me and, me and Chad that. agree on a lot of things, but Chad's not, Chad's not, but Chad doesn't judge people. He, he's not like, Hey, if that's what they want to do, he may be like, yeah, well that's fucking stupid, but I'm not going to do that. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I turned around on the, uh, you know, in 2016, let's just put it that way. When I saw what the media was doing, I was like, wow, this is insane. Propaganda, yeah. Oh. Yep, and it's just gotten worse. Yeah, but, I mean, from the early days, uh, when I first met Chad, Chad, and Pat, okay, the first thing they said is, Bill, we're going to do a business in York, and, uh, Dan, something's up there. Mm-hmm. Got it. And, uh, you know, like Bill, don't talk to the press. <laughs> and and and, uh, and and they told me about the press, and you know, obviously. So so back when they were kids, they wrote a song called "Shit Town," and very popular song worldwide. When it's played in Australia, they, the crowd goes nuts on it. And really, what the song was about is like any kid trying to like grow up and get out of the town that they were in. So they didn't really write it kind of for a derogatory thing, mm-hmm. but it was like any kid in any town, small town growing up that just wanted to get out and spread their wings. But, uh, you know, the, the old school people here really hated them for that. And, uh, so, you know, coming back, it wasn't like a, a good thing, but, um, yeah, so Chad's been dealing with the media all his life and, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how they act. Absolutely. Yeah. The local media, yeah, they always they, they could write the greatest article about us or whatever we had done as the band, and right at the end they'll put in a little barb about something. Just yeah. <clears throat> every time. But anyway. Yeah. It's like yeah, and throwing copper only sold eight million copies. Yeah. Like why didn't they sell ten million like Elvis? Like what? Like they compare me to Elvis or something like something stupid like that. Well, it'd be exciting if you guys like start, uh, you know, doing some songwriting and recording and things like that. I know the fans will be excited to hear that stuff. It'll happen. It'll happen eventually. Yeah, of course it's going to happen, but it just sucks that it's just shut down. So, um, do you think you got any of your, 
what did you, what did you grab from your father? Like, you know, what 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 do you think traits that he passed off onto you? Because obviously, you know, what a phenomenal man he was, and obviously gone too soon from this world. Um, but like, you know, obviously, I I know personally, I I see what you got from your mom, but um, you know. Uh, from my dad, it was it was a phrase I used when I eulogized him at his funeral. Uh, do the job right every time. No matter what he did, he always did 100%, whatever it was. And he did it correctly and as you know, as, as best he could, and he made it right. So that's why I, I've applied that to drumming. I've applied that to you know, starting companies. I've applied that to my children, yeah. my marriage. Just, you know, if you're gonna, if you're going to commit to something – don't do it half-ass. That's actually, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I see that in action when you drum because, you know, uh, me, me and Chad would joke around it. Well, I would joke. It's like, Chad, look at that drummer. What the hell is he doing? It, lo- it looks like animal from the fucking Muppets. They're like spinning fucking okay. sticks and doing this. I like, this I like and, the pageantry. No, and I, and I'm like, Chad, Chad's like, listen, I'm just going to work and I'm in my pocket and and I'm just drumming. You know, that's he doesn't want to. He's like, my music will speak for itself. I don't need to do all this other extracurricular shit. I'm right? not. I'm not a look at me drummer, so I don't. I don't yeah. care if people are watching me. Yeah, Chad like rather people be are always watching the drummer behind the stage. That's like the babe position of the band. I'm the sure drummer gets all the hot women. It's true. So, do you go fishing like your brother? Not as much as him, but yeah, I do like to fish. Uh, he's you know he's passionate about fly fishing. I've done it a few times with him. Uh, I'll do uh, living in California and here close to this coast. I go more, uh, you know, ocean fishing. Well, if you got more questions, Dan, no, I think I know everything about him now. You, you don't know anything about him. Let's talk more politics. I'm so impressed that you're smart and awake. <laughs> Seriously. You're the one person in like 300 people I've talked to in six months that said something logical. Yeah. I can't believe that you, you know, you're so close and you're not absorbing more information. No. I said you stuff for a while. You listen, do? Listen, Meg. Okay, good. Meg, I agree. Because Scott will try to show him videos too, but he won't watch. <laughs> because of I my- I don't know if you watch this. I just send it. I don't know. Okay, you- listen, good, good. No, Keep I, up the fight, man. So listen. We got to wake everybody up. On that side of things, Chad Gracie and I probably agree on 99% of the things. But I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to publicly come out and say- if I'm on this side or that side, just because of the current climate of the situations in the world that may be pertaining to me. Okay. You know, like Chad doesn't have newspaper reporter calling up his high school, looking for his high school transcripts. <laughs> like what? The, it's right. Chad. This is true. Absolutely. Have you ever had a more polarizing friend than me? <laughs> wow. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe a guy back in high school or middle school that was ended up dying, but <laughs> I mean, it'll happen one day. Oh yeah, he'll die one day, but yeah, he died. He died way young because he was a friggin' idiot. But yeah. what do you want people to say at your funeral, Bill? I don't know. Tell uh, me what to say. I just want to know how Chad met his wife because that that's a good story too. <laughs> I think Bill has a crush on your wife. She's awesome. An awesome person. Beautiful too. She's amazing on many levels. Yes, yeah. on all Ch- levels. Actually. Chad has a Chad has a crush on his wife still. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's a it's a very good relationship. Yeah. We met in Las Vegas of all places. Um, what? But what stayed in Vegas didn't stay in Vegas. It went to Orange County. 
So I was, it was Valentine's Day 2002, and I was single, and my, one of my cousins managed the Hard Rock Hotel, and so I went and stayed there. I was like, I'm going to Vegas, I'm single, whatever. And uh, I think the next day, I got there, and the next day I met, met Dinah at the, uh, the Hard Rock at Club Baby, it was called at the time. But it was one of your friends, right, uh, that went up to her. Yeah, and he went up to her. Actually, your brother said we should have him on because he has all the good stories about everyone. So good we'll Lord. probably we'll, we'll probably have Eric Miller on one day. Good have Eric Miller. On. Eric He's, Miller. He's one of their friends that they grew up with. Uh, do you so. don't you have two brothers? No. Just Scott is your only brother. Scott and me. Oh, my cousin, my cousin Matt usually is. Everyone thinks is my brother. Oh, okay. Well, your your mom says me. So. so wait, you met her at uh, a club? Did she work at the club? No, no. She was hanging out there. She was she was in Vegas. She lived in Orange. She's born and raised here in Orange County. That's why mm-hmm. I live here. And uh, she she was in she at the time doing a little bit of modeling. So she was in Vegas for what they call the magic show, which is some kind of clothing show. I don't even know what it is. Okay. Not, it has nothing to do with magic. Um, <laughs> I imagine her as like one of the magician's assistants. Yeah, that disappears. No, not her. And then uh, she was there with her friend, who actually was just here at the house with her daughter, Sierra. Losing my kids, yeah, Sierra. Nice, yeah. Sierra got food poisoning, and Dinah was like, "Well, I'm going out. I'm in Vegas." So she gave her some Pepto Bismol and rolled out by herself, which is very Dinah because Dinah's a Leo too. Wow. Yeah. I've yeah. dated Leos, and it's like a very fiery. Dinah does not need anyone though, to have fun. Yeah. Huh? I'm on the cusp, so I have more a little bit more cancer than Leo. Okay, yeah. okay. Wait, so you guys both just had birthdays? Yes, yes. And and so she went out by herself. She was went to all different places, and this one guy started kind of hanging on her, and at the, at the Hard Rock Bar, the Circle Bar there, mm-hmm. and then she made her way into. She got away from that guy, made her way into Club Baby, and then my my buddy Eric went was going to the bathroom and he literally saw her standing against the wall. He said, You need to come meet my friend. She's like, Okay. Because we were up in the VIP section, whatever. Eric lived in Vegas at the time. And she walks up with her and she sits down right across from him, like, Hello, I buy you a drink. <laughs> that was it. Wow. And then, and then that guy that she had gotten away from came and sat down right beside her like just interjected himself and sat down right beside her. And she's like, Oh, I can't hear what you're saying, Chad. And came over and sat down beside me and he kind of slinked off. It's funny. And, 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 and the rest is history. Now they have a beautiful son and uh, twin daughters. That's right. The father of twin daughters. Mm -hmm. And each with a few years, different personalities. Absolutely. Right. From the day they were born. Yes, exactly. So it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this his whole family is great. His mom, his dad, his wife, the kids. Like, they're doing brother. it right. The brother. Brother's crazy. <laughs> we love him, but... Uh, I love you, brother. <laughs> it's like we feel like uh, Jerry Maguire when you see that. Like, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. is, like, talking about... He's like, my brother Tiki or whatever. Is he's like, he's militant, but I love him. <laughs> That's Scotty, right? Remember that scene? Right. Very, very opinionated, but I love him. Yeah. So it's like, no, he's off. Scotty's great. Scotty is great. So, um, what do you think can be done though? I, I know, you know me, I got ADD. I go all over the fucking place, but what do you really think that can be done 
on a federal level or government level, I mean, obviously, clearly the $1,200 stimulus checks, you know, that that's not going to help the music industry. And again, not just talking about the musicians, you know, because, you know, the there is a huge misconception that, you know, uh, like rock bands or rap bands, like they just got all this money that they can live on forever. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you guys get paid to go and perform in front of people. That's how you pay your bills and that's how you eat. And, uh, you know, you got to do that consistently, you know, just like anyone else that, you know, goes to work every day. Like this is, this is how you plan your life, but say, okay, we're touring for this many months. You, you enjoy doing it. So even for a mental health period, you know, I know, I know there was a guitarist here the other day, not Chad Taylor, but another guitarist here. And he's like, man, um, I, I, you know, I love my wife, but, and she loves me, but. I'm used to being away from her five months of the year and that's good for her mental health and that's good for my mental health. And I started laughing my ass off. So what do, you, what do I think can be done? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously Just open up the country. Come on. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I, I thought you were going to say simple answer like that. Wow. That's Just great. open it up. I mean, Sweden never Stop shut down. Stop complying. Yes. And they, they're doing great. Sweden never shut down. They didn't have any huge, you know, run on cases and they're fine now they're everyone has herd immunity if you want to call it that yeah it's fine i mean <laughs> that's great advice. politicizing it basically is just freaking open it up and let's get going let everybody work it's a fucking sham yeah i mean honestly i agree but in addition like there are people in your industry that have to go bankrupt and that's you know, what they want and obviously in this in this world again we, we talked about it previously that that stigma is like oh that's a bad person they had to go bankrupt there and and you know we we know that just hey that's reorganizing things that's like trying to get your back on your feet so what can be done you think to for people in the music industry like your lighting tech your guitar techs your drum techs that are going to be struggling who diversify your skill set you know like what do you mean without opening up and going back on tour uh yeah, I don't know. That's a- yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, though. Opening up and going back on tour, I mean, you know, uh, I, I mean, in addition to that, in addition to opening up, there's still going to be, the, like, I mean, how, how do you, how are these people going to replace nine months of lost income or 12 months of lost income? Like, that's a huge deficit without having to go bankrupt. So, I mean, where where is the everyday working person's bailout? All these airlines who boasted these billion-dollar profits, I said it before, and these uh, oil companies boasting these billion-dollar profits, but yet they get bailed out with billions of dollars from the government, and there's nothing for the everyday working person. They got 1200 bucks. Yeah. They shut down all the mom and pops because they got Target open. and all. Yeah, a collection of wealth. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I wish I had an answer to your question, Bill. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how oh, you replace nine months of lost income or, or more. Um, Freaking suicide rates are up, domestic violence, people's mental health. Everyone's struggling. This is not normal. Children can't go to freaking school. Kids have to wear a mask. How do you normalize that? That's that's yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. Like it's it's a tough time. Like how did you explain to your kids what's going on? Because you're awake, and that's pretty rare. Uh, <laughs> I just I just tell them what I when you know. What I uh, think they can handle, and I tell them that it's not as I've told them. I've told them from the get-go, it's not as as, as deadly as they're saying it would be. So I don't want you to be scared of it. You know, 
Um, and we, I mean, we took, I mean, we, we, when, when they did the lockdowns, we, we stayed at home for a while, you know, just because no one knew at the time exactly what was going to happen or how right. bad it was. Right. We took those precautions, but, you know, now actually my kids are actually going to go back, allowed to go back to school um, on the, on the 8th because they're in uh, Montessori here. So they're going to school. Excellent. All right. So going back to school. I think Phoenix has to wear a mask for now. Don't, don't, don't tell that to Meg. I, I'm sure he doesn't like that. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I hate it. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Mass. Let <laughs> me get started on mass. Dude, I talk it to death, dude. Oh my god, it's so refreshing. I can't believe you're real, dude. I feel like the man is gonna come behind you and snipe you while you say your uh, yeah. unpopular opinions. I'm like tomorrow, the one guy, the one guy that was left. Tomorrow's tomorrow's hashtag: Chad Gracie didn't kill himself. Everybody be <laughs> compliant. I got, I got a hillside over here. There's a guy with a ghillie suit up there getting ready to snipe me out. Hey, I see. I'm him, watching yeah. your six, dude. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Thank you. But yeah, actually, so the thing is, Chad and and Dinah, his his lovely wife. Um, Relax. That's what he calls her. It's an inside <laughs> Good joke, Lord. right? <laughs> anyway, she's been in my. She's been lovely girl, Dinah, in my phone since the day I met her. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's how she stored. It. That's how she stored. That's how she put it in. <laughs> that's my point. So anytime I'm with Chad, up comes, like lovely girl Dinah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to look at the names that are in some of my phones? Nobody wants to see your phone. I've got unlovely person. That's <laughs> like. Anyway. The uh, but yeah, him and his wife are really engaged in how they raise their kids, and I, I mean, from everything like Dinah, like teaching him yoga, and you know, Chad. With, with, I remember uh, Phoenix, you know, when he wanted drums and a guitar, and you know, and just trying anything, you know, but like really giving him culture. I give him culture, and you know, obviously they've traveled with us on the road. Um, the kids love getting on the on the bus. Mm-hmm. They've been asking about that, especially the girls now. But uh, I just let them, and I'm not. I'm not trying to. I don't try to guide them into anything. I just let them. If, if they want to try something, I'll let them try it. And I'm not like you got to play football or you got to do this, you know, or you got to. But they got to play football. Yeah, for the Browns. For the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. It's from Cleveland. Chad's not a big sports guy, though. Yeah. So the kids won't do sports because you're not encouraging it. I, I mean, listen, Phoenix oh. is soccer. I played soccer in high school. Oh, yeah. soccer's great. He does uh, martial arts too, Phoenix does. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, dude. I'm telling you, put yeah. him in jiu-jitsu. Everyone's going to think that he's royalty. That's what he does, jiu-jitsu, but not Gracie. Oh. He does, a, he does the, the, the Phoenix Gracie jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, and so he might play baseball. Well, he was going to play baseball this fall, but I think it's not happening right now. Uncle Bill will come and give him lessons. There you go. I'll teach him how to hit bombs. Do you have a race out there soon? I'll tell him chicks dig the long ball. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, do I have a race out there? I don't know when's the next time we're racing. You know? Oh, but Chad's been there. He loves he does like love racing. He has come to races as you yeah, know. Yeah, I remember there being a few like West Coast ones. Yeah, Long Beach. Uh-huh. So I don't well, know when that's gonna That's where you won. That's where you won? Yeah. Temecula. Is that also where you got knocked out one time? Uh, Costa Mesa. <laughs> was it Lake Elsinore? Was it Lake Elsinore or Temecula? Lake Lake Elsinore is where I won. That's right, Lake Elsinore. Uh, the Storm Stadium one. That was the dirt track. So they call it Bill's dirt track specialist. But then in Costa Mesa, which is near, kind of near his house, right? So he knows the whole area. 
And I was totally knocked out. And they're like, they're taking him to what hospital? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, the ghetto hospital. That, <laughs> what are you, why is they taking him there? And I wake up and everyone's like, you shouldn't be in this hospital. Did they have to do your MRI in the backyard or something? Oh, they wheeled me out into like the back of a 53-foot trailer. And it's <laughs> raining, pouring. And then I'm like, and at first they're like, you know, they knew I was a race car driver, but I'm like, transfer me somewhere else. I got insurance. I got plenty of money. Just like fix me. Don't let me die. <laughs> it's crazy. That's where the trauma center was. In the yeah. Ghetto hospital. It was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. Well, for that. Like, well, so, cause, well, coast, where you, where you wrecked, there's a hospital called Hogue Hospital, which is like. Right New there. Beach hospital. Yeah. It's like, probably, yeah, five minutes from the stadium, but they took you 20 minutes away to, I forget which hospital it was, but anyways. It wasn't, the one that was close by was like a really good hospital. Isn't that where like your kids were born or no? Well, they weren't Not born there, but yeah, it's Hogue Hospital. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's a great hospital. It, yeah, it literally overlooks the beach. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't you take me to that one? But anyway, it's funny. But yeah, me and Chad could talk probably hours on stories that we have for over the years, but we won't, we won't bore most people with that, but we think they're funny, so... Thank you. Yeah. Dan, any uh, closing topics that you want? Yeah, I mean, you got a guy that arguably. Chad, would, do you want me to tell you anything to tell your brother? I would say unarguably that this band and him, okay. like him and his band can arguably, people will say arguably. I would say unarguably. They To me, they meet all the requirements. Like the guys in the band live should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They meet every single criteria. They've sold shit ton of albums there's they have so many number one hits and you know you look at the roster of the hall of fame and there's some bands that can't hold a hand, candle to their ass and i know all their fans agree with that too so one day i believe you know it's all about voting yeah you gotta get out and vote <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of people get mail-in ballots the, either it's not do a lot of people <laughs> get inducted into the uh, what do you think hall of mail-in ballots posthumously see he, he what do a lot of people get in inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame posthumously? Posthumously? Yeah. After they like die? Like after they die? Yeah. Well, I, I would prefer Chad get in while he's living. Yeah, I want to get in while I'm living, but I, I, I guess people get inducted posthumously. Yeah, some people do, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But they're a producer um, of uh, some a lot of their albums. Uh, Jerry Harrison, who's in the Talking Heads and Modern Lovers, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's so, true. Yep. so. Yep. Yep. So, I mean... Come on, Jerry. Pull some strings, you know? Right? That's right. Pull some strings. There you go. We got to get on the ballot and then people have to vote. So that's how it works. That's the hard thing. So Dan, you don't have any, you know? I know he wants to play your studio kit. So. Oh, I do want to play that DW that's in the studio right go now. Go ahead. See? I want to. I wanted today, actually. To try don't to touch it, my drum set. There's uh, there's no <laughs> snare stand. I was like, what the hell? Snare drum, but no snare stand. The, uh, the brown one? Uh, Yeah. I think he I don't think care about that one. CT got it for the studio through your deal. I guess is what happened, or because I know you have another studio kit that's like yours, yours. I think this one was for like a house kit for the studio. Why don't you I play understood. his 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 new red, the red one with the custom my paint. red sparkles? That's my main kit. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. I mean, DW's a great. Brand. What, what do you think I can get on eBay for that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'll find out. I'm just kidding. What he sold my drum set? I won't. You ain't using it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not right now. We got to fund the show somehow. <laughs> Sponsored by Chad Gracie's drum sets on eBay. 
Can you call Ed after this and tell him to do the show next week? Ed wants to do the show. I've never met him. Yeah, she never. Ed will want to do it in person, though. Cool. I'd prefer that. So, he might, yeah. Well, he can drive down there. That's easy. For me. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'll send the helicopter. Do that too. Just kidding. Yeah, Ed's. Uh, and that's. You want to the private jet for me? Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, actually, one last question. I was like, um, because I, you know, I have a behind the scenes type of thing. Obviously, you know. And, Again, not rehashing the past, but, you know, for many years, I always felt like, you know, there was that something missing. I know, like, you know, yes, you know, replacing the singer is is kind of one thing. But, like, when I always would talk to you guys, I always felt like, you, you you know, obviously you missed you missed your boy, you know, your childhood friend. And uh, uh, I, I remember the day you guys got back together and literally – it was such a beautiful sight to see that like four friends who were childhood friends. And again, I, I'm not going to get into details of anything because um, that's between the four of you. But it was so refreshing to see like you really picked up like from where you left off, and it was it was genuine. And I don't you know same thing. You and Chad tell me don't read those message boards. And I, you read the message boards like oh they're only doing it for money or they're only doing it for this or they're only doing it for that. And to me. All that's bullshit because, like, at the end of the day, you guys were really good friends. And, hey, sometimes people disagree, but the fact that the four of you could forgive each other for things that were said, things that were done, get back in their room and do it for, you know, honestly, the common good and your own really mental health. You know, because, yeah, I've I seen the days where, like, Chad Taylor, like, you know, you could tell and you guys just missed playing the music and not even for anyone. Like you guys did it for yourself, and and to me, that's that's why you had so many hits because you weren't you weren't making your music for anyone but the four of you, and that resonated to me with everybody. In my opinion, maybe you could be like, "Fuck you, Bill." That's bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah, that's when we were writing a lot of those, especially the early songs. Is it was all we all when we all felt the song is when it became like a, you know. When we all had this consensus of feeling in in in, in each song, then we, that that became a song, and we worked on that and, and wanted to keep feeling that feeling from the, from that idea. So, your brother just walked into the studio. Oh, there he is. Come over here and say hi to him. You want to say hi to your brother on on air? Come, come say hi, Scott here. Gracie, ladies and gentlemen. Not a multi platinum drummer. Like he's clapping. Welcome to the studio, Scotty. Hey, hey, sit, sit down, Scotty. This is so fun. Sit here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. This is good. This is good. Watch this. So, Scotty, um, um, your brother, uh, he, he disputes the fact that you said, uh, can't beat me. <laughs> so, remember that one? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember can't no. beat me? Nope. Yeah. Huh? Block all that shit out. Yeah. Blocks it all so, out. So, why did you... Three times. So, so, early on, we might not have had a Chad Gracie in this world because you, you sick bastard, chased your brother. <laughs> With a knife. Why would you do such a thing? It was the other way around. No, it's not. It was always with the band there. Usually. The band, yeah. So <laughs> basically, up on me. I think one of the other guys was was picking on you. Probably Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Yep. yep. How funny is that? They'd come in and change my cartoon off the station, and then I'd get pissed. How old are you? Like, I don't know. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Four years younger than us, so, yeah. And it was it was like, to be fair it was a butter knife. Uh, Scott didn't know any better. Yeah, 
I don't think it was a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a butter knife? No. no. Uh, was it a fishing lure? Major puncture wound going off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he didn't touch you with it, right? Well, I used the dog gate to block the, <laughs> block the floats. That's funny. <laughs> Do you remember your dog's name? Which one? The one, yeah. Buffy. Buffy. Nice. Buffy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who's, let me ask you, I know because she tells me everything. Who's mom's favorite? <laughs> I don't think she has a favorite. It's got to be you. It's me. Oh, yeah, Bill. It's That's me. Right, Bill. Her, right. her honorary son. It's funny, though. Anytime Scott pisses us off here, I, I like text Lana right away. I'm like, I'm telling your mom. <laughs> I go to the real boss. Sorry. Yeah. How funny is that? That's funny. Yeah. It is funny. <laughs> it's funny. Right? So you're, texting, you're texting her all the time, then, Bill, right? Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Every day. All the time. Yeah. Every day. Twice like one, one day he was late for work by like six hours. I'm never late. Yeah. Two days ago, you were late. No. <laughs> See? I'm never late. Okay. Here we go. Even when I'm late, I'm on time. That's right. I'm here all the time, though, so never Almost, late. Almost, yeah. Any? You want to ask your brother any questions? Not really. No? no. Okay. Do you want to ask your brother any questions? Uh, how's that Kodak stock going, buddy? I haven't checked it out lately. Well, yeah, it dropped cool. today, I think. Everything dropped. Everything dropped today, like 700 points yeah. last yeah. time we checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What hit the market today? <laughs> well, we can't, we're not supposed to talk about actual events that happen in a certain day because then the, the podcast can be put out any time. Like this, who knows? This podcast might be released four years from now. There you go. Posthumously for Bill Hines. He gets right. killed. Yeah. Yeah. Castrated, right? I just did, yeah. What, like, don't let him reproduce anymore. Mm. But yeah. Right. Well, I think that's it for the Thrillcast. Other things we would get into are too private, uh, and it should be his stay. Should stay amongst friends, I and family members. Agreed. I would think, right? So with that, be good, everyone. Hey, thanks for tuning into this podcast. You know, it's it's a thing that. Uh, I wanted to do for a while. At first, I actually didn't want to do it for a while. But then a couple people wanted me to do a reality show. A couple people wanted me to do, you know, a different podcast. But they always, they wanted to take creative control. They want to tell me what to say. And, you know, that's not going to happen with Bill Hines. So, you know, I want you guys to basically come back to me. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what, you know, if you have questions or if you want me to give you any advice certain real estate topics, certain business topics. And, uh, you know, I'm more than happy to do that. And uh, it's free. But, uh, you know, if something blows up, don't sue me if it's the wrong advice. So disclaimer. Yeah, anything you want to hear, if it's for racing, if it's any other sports, you know, open to all those questions. Yeah, so just come back to us. Let us know what type of uh, things you want to hear and talk about. And uh, we make a list and, you know, every week we can, you know, give you what you want to hear. And that's what we're here for. We're here for people that want to listen. And uh, all right, guys, that's a wrap on this show. And, uh, you know, just want to thank everyone for tuning in. As I like to say, be good. Boom.